Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast and we are here series two with Mrs O herself, Rhea Gale. Hi! Hi! <laughs> um, so Rhea has kindly joined me for figure of eight and this series is about strong women or as I like to say wham women and breaking social norms and I want other men and women listening to this to understand that it's okay to grow muscle as a female and we look great and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks as long as we're happy and I want people to see that sometimes their thoughts and their the way that they talk to us doesn't make us feel great I just want mm. want them to see us as human yeah now yeah. obviously Rhea you're an incredible <laughs> strong woman inside and out um and so I was really really pleased when you said that you would join this series so thank you very much of course thank you for having me and thank you for making <laughs> the time given that our time zones we're trying to align them because you're right in Florida is that right I am yeah I'm in Orlando at the moment and how many weeks out are you now? Three-ish. Are you feeling three weeks out? Yeah, it's it's hitting me a little bit, but you know, it's part and parcel of prep. Like you have your peaks and you have your pits. Um, so yeah, it's just about the process and getting the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And you do get it done every single time. <laughs> so... Um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experiences because um, you've always been active and you've always been into, am I right in saying gymnastics? and Right, yeah. So you've always had that kind of, I suppose, more muscular frame, even from being a young girl um, yes. until now. And I was kind of yeah. intrigued as to how you dealt with that growing up and if you faced any kind of comments and things as a young girl, as a teenager and how that yeah. framed you. Yeah, so I've sort of known sport all of my life. I think I was about three and a half when I started gymnastics. Um, And then I went into diving when I was 16. And then I was diving until I was 23. And then I started bodybuilding. So I've kind of always done something. Um, And obviously when you're younger and especially like way back when, there wasn't a lot of you you were in that community so you had your gymnastics community where you would go training you know you'd have your gymnastics friends they were always separate from my school friends because I'd always be training and not be able to do normal stuff um, and then obviously you had the community when you'd go to compete um, but it was when I would sort of step outside of my little gymnastics bubble or my diving bubble and kind of enter into the normal world mm. then I would kind of be like oh okay I am different you'd get even though when I look back then I was so small Mm. I was like tiny but obviously had some definition because we would do conditioning and everything like that um and it was you'd get the oh god look at her arms oh she looks like a boy or you know and it was really tough trying to navigate that being young Mm. Um, and honestly it was only until even when I was at when I was diving and I was at uni and I would still be very insecure unless I was in my little support bubble even Mm. my uni friends sort of really understood what we'd done because I went to uni with Megs and she was diving at the same time Mm. so I kind of had like my little support system there um 
and I didn't really think much of it but I would still be very insecure and it was only sort of when I started bodybuilding that I was like you know what I'm just gonna own this like this is my journey I don't really care what people think some days I get a little bit like oh my god people are staring at me but I'm like you know what? I don't care like this is this is what I do like this is it like stare all you want it's fine I love that I love that so much and it's so hard though isn't it to break past that that stare if you want kind of mentality because you do feel awkward when you're like you say out of your circle yeah yeah um if I kind of relate to that when I'm not around my bodybuilder or bikini or figure friends I feel very big and I'm not I'm very small Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but even like you say it's mostly the arms isn't it yeah and it it can make you feel uncomfortable so how did you deal with that when someone would say when you were younger oh she looks like a boy it would I was kind of like ignore it but you would it was kind of like an external I would ignore what they'd say I wouldn't sort of rise to it or like comment but Mm. it's something that stick like has stuck with me Mm. so like on days that I do feel a little bit low I kind of be like oh god I look awful like maybe they are right but it's just a perception that Mm. it is it is very difficult to kind of get past it especially when growing up it was kind of a comment that would always be it was always hanging around hanging yeah Mm. yeah and because of that did you then find yourself avoiding certain social situations um yes I would kind of like stick within my comfort zone and also like when it would be really hot outside for example I'd always be the one that'd be like a jumper or a cardigan or you know, mm. just something that would cover me. But it was like when I'd go on holiday, it'd be different because I'd be like, no one really knows me and I'm not going to really see them ever again. So it's fine. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's different town, different city, different country. You're like, so what right. if they see me? So what? Yeah. And do you think that when people stare, it's always in your head, do you always see that as a negative? Or do you sometimes think like, they're looking at me like, wow. I always, I, I'm... The way that I kind of think, I always think it's like a a negative, Mm. like something they're like making fun of me or I don't know. It's just like a weird perception that I have. Like some people are super nice, especially now that I'm older. Yeah. Um, But I think because of how insecure I used to be, some of that kind of lingers with me. So when I see people staring, I get really like, oh, God, what are they saying or yeah I think that's fairly normal as well to kind of Mm -hmm. jump on that negative because you've experienced that negativity so why Mm -hmm. would they be saying something positive Mm -hmm. so I guess something to take from that for people that are listening is if you see someone and you're thinking wow say that Mm -hmm. to them like wow Mm -hmm. you look incredible Mm -hmm. in the same Mm -hmm. way as if you saw a girl and you liked her top you'd be like oh my god I love your top be like oh my god I love your shoulders I love your arms or just crack a smile yeah, that kind of says a lot rather than like yeah. staring and it's like wow like you just there's it for me it's like there's so many different types of people that are built differently and 
certain people you wouldn't stare at them because you know it'd make them feel uncomfortable and it would feel rude and that goes the same way if you see someone that's got a little bit more muscle or Mm. something like that I think people kind of need to take that into consideration it's not just a certain group of people that you know isn't socially acceptable to look at it goes for every type of person yeah like we wouldn't stare at someone that had a disability right or that was really really overweight right because that's rude right Mm. yeah um and have you ever found yourself I don't know whether you're feeling a little bit sassy one day or whether you're like super tired on prep and you just go like stop staring at me do you have you ever spoken back to them I I've never if they don't say anything I've never said anything but if I've heard like a giggle or a comment then I'd be like are you all right yeah are you okay because I feel like not a responsibility it's not a responsibility of mine to kind of have a voice for everybody that is got a bit of muscle and might feel mm-hmm. insecure but again I know what it's like to be to feel really insecure love what you do mm. but feel that insecurity when you're outside of that comfort zone mm. so yeah it's difficult isn't it because it is that fight between god I love doing this mm-hmm. but I love doing it, like you say, in my circle. Mm-hmm. I don't love doing it when it's like people that don't look, sorry about that noise, people mm-hmm. that don't look anything like us, they don't mm-hmm. train, and you're then the one in 10 that looks different, mm-hmm. so you feel more mm-hmm. different. Yeah, um, I definitely think that with that, love it no matter what, because in life, people are going to love what you do. Some people are going to dislike what you do, but you should never change what you enjoy doing because someone has an opinion because then you'll end up doing nothing absolutely yeah I completely agree Mm. so when people have kind of commented and you've been like are you all right hun um do you find that they're then shocked that you've addressed their giggle yeah I think some people don't expect it's it's like say like the whole playground situation when you have the school bully and then you've got someone that finally stands up to them and that school bully's a little bit like well I didn't really expect them to say anything Mm. so it's kind of like people get a bit like oh no 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 but it's like if you don't I always say if you've got nothing nice to say don't say it at all and if like you see something that you don't like don't make that person aware just you know you never know what someone's going through so Mm. yeah yeah, I agree. And I suppose you had that influence of your dad, because um, he also trains, doesn't he? Yeah, bless him, yeah. So that mm. must be quite nice, like in within the family, to have that influence and that understanding. Yeah, I feel so grateful that throughout everything, like since I started gymnastics way back when, like my family has always been so supportive, even when I took the step away from diving and jumped into bodybuilding. And obviously, of course... My dad used to do bodybuilding way back when. Um, and there was only two categories then. There was only literally like women's bodybuilding and men. So when I sort of said bodybuilding, he was like, like, talk to me. Tell me everything. Like, <laughs> what, what, is, what, it, what is it nowadays? And like when I sort of showed him pictures of like Sid and stuff like that, he was like, wow, this is awesome. 
I like they've been supportive of me since I started my first ever prep in 2016. Wow. Yeah. That's such a great environment to be in, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's unusual to hear that as well. Even with, um, there's a few people I've spoken to and they're more so their dads would be uh, into bodybuilding. And then as a woman, when you say you're doing it, they're a bit like, Oh, what does that mean for me though? Like what's my baby girl doing? Yeah. Yeah. but that's incredible. And did they ever, because there's that phrase, isn't there? Like, how far are you taking this? Did they ever do no, that? Never. Wow. Yeah. I think they see how happy this makes me and the opportunities that it's opened for me and, like, just just how much I love everything about it, that they're just so, like, go. You need to go to this country go you need to do this go like I'm just so grateful for their support like always are your wider family as kind of involved and supportive of it or do they kind of think oh what's this all about yeah they are like even my aunties in Australia I get messages from them like how many weeks out are we like (laughs) how are you getting on like it is it's amazing it's amazing that is unreal okay that's Mm. very cool very very Mm -hmm. cool um so that's obviously going to have made the comments that if you got when you were younger mm-hmm. when you know you can always come home to that safe environment right right and it was always like I'd, I'd always sort of go home and like tell my mum or my dad and my mum would typically be like but are they doing what you're doing yeah like are they you know and it would be do you love what you're doing I'm like yeah do you want to be here da, da, da. yeah so don't worry about what these people yeah. think so yeah I, it's just that's something that's always stuck with me and I'm still kind of getting better with it because I can still get very insecure myself um but yeah it's just one of those things that I feel takes time but once you realize that you know they're not doing what you're doing like Mm. you have a goal at the end of the day and you can't listen to Simon, Sally, Karen, Kevin's opinions on like what you should look like when it's sort of you your coach and your goal and yeah is that the sort of advice then that you'd give for someone talking to their family if they their family didn't get it like how would you say to them go about breaking that conversation and and making them understand how much it means to you so I would kind of it's very difficult because I know that some parents can be set in their way of and have a perception of what bodybuilding is and what Mm. it means but it's so different to this very day like Mm. I would sort of sit down with them show them pictures of people in your category and you know and express how much it means to you and tell them like talk to them about it because there is such this when you say to someone oh yeah I'd be bodybuilding they're like and it's like it's not it's not about Mm. that like there's different categories things mean different things so And if you do get to the point where you're like your parents or like your family members don't really understand it or agree with it, Mm. lean on people that do. Mm. People that go to your gym, have a support system that might be external to your family. Network with people on social media because there is so many people that you will not realise are in your same situation. Yeah, yeah, very true. I think um, the... Thing that I've kind of learned is mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter where someone is 
location wise geographically speaking but if they're in the same position as you you have so much in common that you can kind of really talk through those thoughts and feelings and come up with a plan together yeah yeah and we have a great little industry don't we everyone kind of is there supporting each other and we've all been through similar situations Mm -hmm. so talking about social media then I've seen on a couple of occasions that you've had negative comments I wouldn't say you get too many um yeah but how do you deal with those now I find them hysterical (laughs) (laughs) now I get a little bit like really I get more frustrated because I'm like it's 2021 yeah like and a lot of people do it for a rise Mm -hmm. and sometimes you've got to just realize that okay people that are like keyboard warriors and say all this negative stuff are obviously unhappy somehow in their own it's it's deflecting Mm -hmm. their issues Mm -hmm. so before I'd get very like insecure of like oh my god like putting myself out there social media doesn't make you become very vulnerable because you put so much out there Mm. um but when you do get negative comments or negative dms or whatever it's all about just swipe delete never existed yeah it's that's quite a i imagine it's quite hard though like i've had a couple of comments and I'm very fortunate. I didn't really get many at all. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's because I take a no bullshit approach to it. And if someone says something, I would say them get back in your box. Yeah. Um, but I think that comes from having confidence in who you are. And like you say earlier right. on, it makes me happy. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. But if you aren't that person and you are kind of questioning it and you're like, well, I don't want this. And especially as women, like when it's a man and they say to you you're unattractive you're like oh shit like it shouldn't mm-hmm. bother you because mm-hmm. if you're attractive like you find yourself attractive and those that care about you do mm. then it shouldn't matter but I think it mm-hmm. kind of gets in there sometimes yeah um, yeah so how what would your advice be to new women to training and, and say they get that comment or say there's a man in the gym that says something like because I had this like oh what are you doing in this section or like why are you oh hannah i have had it here really i asked someone to share the platform i was new to this gym and it feels really weird to be like new to a gym (laughs) i was new to a gym and i asked to share a platform this guy was squatting and i was deadlifting and because i was new i didn't realize there was about thirty thousand platforms in like another room because gym is huge right and he was like I don't really want to share my platform with little girls that can be deadlifting 90 pounds and I kind of just like I was like in my brain I was like <laughs> coming up with a, a reply but like, Rhea don't do it don't do it <laughs> I was just like look I'm new to this gym this is my first day here today I didn't realize there was any other platforms. The platforms here are taken. So whilst you're resting in your squats, because mm. he was taking about 10 minutes per squat. Right. Can I use your platform? 
oh, fine. Okay, needless to say, that was the day that I deadlifted 405. Yes. And he de-racked my weights for me. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But it's just like, you can't, when people are sort of ignorant like that, you, you just have to just let it go. Yeah. Because the more you let those comments like get through into your heart yeah the more it's gonna create like it's just gonna start to crumble yeah and it's taken me like a lot to learn that like the old re would have sort of really kind of cowered to that and been like oh okay I'll I'll go and do something else Mm. but you kind of just got to it's it's very difficult to especially depending on like what phase you're in Mm. to kind of let it go over your head Mm. but the more you start to just kind of put on a brave face and kind of just pretend fake it till you make it you know like just put on a different hat and be like whatever it's kind of like posing we did a workshop um yesterday and we were talking about that um Beyonce Sasha Fierce thing Mm -hmm. well you're a different person right Right. And I guess the same thing happens in the gym. You've got to go in there with a, I put on like a resting bitch face where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm here to do my thing. So mm-hmm. I suppose in your situation with that guy in the deadlift and the squats, mm-hmm. you not saying anything, but then you doing your thing mm-hmm. that speaks volumes. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not going to lower myself and be rude, mm-hmm. but I am mm-hmm. going to show him that I have mm-hmm. just as much right to be here as, as you do. Right, right. And you're probably yeah. a lot stronger than him anyway, so. Breathe <laughs> <laughs> over, <Ava, hon. laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, just being a really strong woman. <laughs> but no, that's really good. I, and I'm glad that he then, did, did he apologise or did he just kind of silently yeah, use his words? he did. He apologised. That's good. Yeah. So hopefully he then took a lesson from that to be like maybe I should think before I speak in future mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. being humble and just carrying on mm-hmm. maybe felt he maybe felt a bit rubbish about how he spoke to you and he mm-hmm. possibly won't do that to another woman in the future mm-hmm. or man I, I do think the way that you I feel like a re- the way that you react to situations is everything I think if you kind of explode at somebody mm-hmm then it kind of gives them more ammunition to really kind of cut deep. But no response is a response. Yeah. Like like a negative DM, people want a rise. Yeah. Negative comments, people want you to reply and start an argument. Yeah. But as soon as you just swipe and delete or just don't pay any attention, they're like, oh, that wasn't any fun. That was pointless. I didn't get anything out of that. Yeah. Right. That's fair. And as you've obviously done a lot of traveling um, and you have trained in all different parts of the world and you've experienced different gyms and different cultures and have you found that varying, like being in different countries, you get a different type of vibe from people? Are some more accepting of WAM women than others? Yeah. 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 I've definitely found, especially being in the States, like a lot, 
Um, and it's such, fitness is such a big thing here mm. that people are more intrigued in what you do. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, wherever you go, there's going to be people that are like, oh God, but it's, oh, do you do track? Oh, what do you do? Oh, can you do it? Oh, how many meals do you eat a day? Oh, you get in an Uber. It's like, oh, how much do you bench? It's like, God, get me out of here. <laughs> but it's just, it's more like a lot of people kind of want to know what you're doing. They're very, very intrigued. Yeah. Now, when I was in Mexico, there was, it's again, it's a small community. So when you're in that gym, it's like, oh my God, you know, bodybuilding, da, 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 da. but when you're out of it, people are a little bit like, oh gosh, like what's going on here? So it is, it, it depends on, the kind of geographic and whether in that country there is it's a normality to see someone that's lean or somebody that's in an off season carrying a little bit more muscle like and especially in like Spain as well like they loved it really some places really yeah oh wow yeah yeah it's super it feels really it kind of puts you at ease when you can go somewhere and it's like, oh, I can really just, you know, be myself. And it should kind of be like that everywhere, but it kind yeah. of environment really does help. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that that will influence where you settle eventually? Um, or you're a bit like, I'm a do me anyway. <laughs> I'm a do me, be me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think environment is super important and if you're in a place that's very like it can even be down to the gym mm. because there's been gyms in the UK that I've been to for example I'm just gonna throw it out there a pure gym for example yeah like that's no like especially the one that I would go to at times that environment just wasn't like it was too toxic and negative yeah. for me to train in but, you know, you go to somewhere like Ultraflex or Kings and it's just like, boom, you can be you. You're around people that have the same passion and it just, everything changes. Yeah. Your perspective of everything changes. You're so much more driven, you know, motivated. It's just environment is so important. Yeah, I, I massively agree. Um, I did uh, an off season and a prep at Kings and it leveled up everything for me. Like the passion mm-hmm. was through the roof mm-hmm. and then since changing jobs and then not being mm-hmm. in Croydon anymore uh, I've been at a the gym the gym group um, right. the stairs and the negativity and the comments people saying things like do you want me to put that away for you why I've just lifted it above my head I don't I don't actually need that from you also mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk to you but if you could just mm-hmm. give me some space that would be great um so yeah I, I completely hear that um and I think there's a lot of kind of new bikini girls I'd say specifically because mm-hmm. obviously that's my experience because that's my kind mm-hmm. of circle <clears throat> that do train at pure gyms and right. the gym group and they're like well people stare at me and especially when you get very lean because that's another Mm -hmm. aspect of it isn't it you've got your off-season look and your lean look yeah and how do you feel that that differs do do you find that it's kind of more do you get more kind of negative attention when you're lean or when you're bulking 
not to make um, this whole thing negative but <laughs> <laughs> um I think lean because it's an aspect that you don't really see mm. so like sometimes I'll be walking around and be like oh it's like, like people are staring at me and he's like because your arm is like full of veins like yeah. and it's like you kind of forget that yeah. to some people they haven't seen somebody that looks like this um so yeah I'd probably say more looks being lean and closer to a show because it's you do you look completely different do you feel that need to cover up at that point um not so I probably say that I cover up more in an, depending on where I am like in an off season I'd probably cover up more because I just like being cozy yeah and comfy yeah and then obviously when you get leaner things get a little bit chillier yeah so again I cover up but I don't I now I'm sort of at the place now where I just it is what it is it's it's a process that I have to go through mm. anyway like to get to the stage and I'm not gonna let Tom Dick Harry or Karen you know make me feel insecure yeah. when the picture is a lot bigger yeah absolutely and when do you feel like you're most confident and sexy and attractive and womanly and powerful and everything when I'm asleep <laughs> <laughs> um I would probably say like when in an off season when I have a few more curves yeah a bit of a fuller face um but it's being like doing being in a prep so much well I say being in a prep going through the process of like a off season into being lean I'm learning to love myself every phase and not get emotionally attached to my body at a certain phase and just yeah. realize that this is I'm real at every phase I go through yeah whether it's skeletal or whether it's curvy re like it's it's still who I am yeah and I think I, I did used to struggle with that and when I was going to an off season I'd be like I'm not me because you're so used to mm -hmm. being lean and you're like it, you kind of attach your identity with being stage lean or you know having loads of lines and stuff like that and it's something that you need to learn that you are you no matter what season you go through yeah do you get a lot of your posing clients kind of talk about body confidence with you right yeah so I always say like the first thing people say is oh you know I'll start posing when I'm leaner and I'm like don't I'm not here to look at your condition yeah I'm not here to judge what you look like yeah. we pose to make shapes and as you start to get leaner, then we pose to see the lines and work on different things to be able to see the lines. I don't want to, that's not my aim right now. Let's work on the shapes. And I'm, if you don't feel comfortable posing in a bikini, throw leggings and a vest up on. Yeah. Like, and it's part of sort of what I'm aiming to do is to get people to feel more confident in posing in an off season when they're not super lean, because that's really where the work is done and then as you pose through a prep things start easy you start to make those tweets 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's, it's all about teaching that confidence, isn't it? Um, and once mm-hmm. you're confident, then the rest, like you say, when you're lean will come later and you can make those tweaks. But that mm-hmm. confidence shows massively, especially mm-hmm. you see the girls on stage, even the guys that are confident in their posing and they mm-hmm. do love the experience. And they love how they look mm-hmm. and it shows through on their smile. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to dig too deep here, but how has your uh, your love for bodybuilding and your ever-changing shape and priorities impacted relationships for you? I... <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, it was great. I was in a relationship when I first started bodybuilding. And he was into the gym. We were both PTs and that's how we kind of we were friends and then went from friends to more. And I started, I was diving at the time and then made the transition. So he was kind of there for me. And then as soon as I was really like, yeah, this is it. Like, I love this. Like he competed. So he kind of knew what it took. Mm. Um, but as soon as our paths kind of were going like this, yeah, it was almost like, he was like, oh, I'm just comfortable like this. And I, I like, like my life I kind as of it is. Want, yeah, I'm like, well, I kind of want more. I really want to chase my profile. I really want to do this. I really want to do this. There's shows left, right and centre. And it was just a bit like, it wasn't, it didn't work. Yeah. But it was, I've never been in a relationship where someone has been, oh God, you're training too much or you're doing this and especially like where I'm at now it's like it's the encouragement to be like right you've got this much cardio go get it done right your meals are here it's just I always feel like it's super important to be in an environment where you have that support and that love and that share of the passion for what you do Mm. I agree completely Um, and and in that do you find that it's important that they also train or are you just like as long as you get it and you get me and you love me then that's mm-hmm. what matters yeah oh 100 percent. like you you don't have to do what I'm doing yeah but just understand understand what I'm doing understand there's going to be days where I don't speak yeah understand that there's going to be days where you're like what the hell is she on like why is she so hyper like it's you know just understand that this is what I do there's going to be moments where I can do everything. There's going to be moments where I can barely open my eyelids. Yeah. But, you know, like you don't have to train. You don't have to come and do cardio with me. But, you know, just, just understand. Just be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice. Um, I imagine I always kind of think it's quite tough on people's partners because although we talk about how tough prep is and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and pushing food in and off season, things like that, mm-hmm. I always try and remind myself that it's hard on our friends, families and any relationships right. that we have because right. it's pressure on them as well and right. they don't understand it. So it's up to us yeah. to explain that to them. Communication is king. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Because they're not mind readers. And we've also got to remember, yes, prep is very, very selfish. Yeah. So at a point where you do feel like you can muster the energy to do something, do something, include your partner in something. Like, you know, and especially in an off season where you can be more flexible, mm-hmm. 
give back. Yeah, I agree. And down the line, long-term Ria, mm -hmm. if you were, obviously I don't know, but if you were to have kids, if you want them, would mm -hmm. it be something that you would love to see your kids get into? Oh my God, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Straight, <laughs> Straight out onto a deadlift platform, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I would be, I wouldn't be like that special parent because my parents were never like that, but it was always, if you want to do something, do it, If and I'll be there to support you. If you don't want to do something, don't do it, and I'll be yeah. there to support you. Yeah. I think that's really good I always kind of play back in my head whether it's if I end up having children or whether it's my nieces and nephews um mm -hmm. I think well the adversity that I've faced and the lows like you say some days mm -hmm. you're like half asleep some days you're mm -hmm. like buzzing mm -hmm. um some days you don't like how you look other days you love it some days you get fed up with the fact that none of your clothes fit and sometimes whether that's being bigger or smaller and sometimes you're like mm. you know what sod it I'm gonna put on the tiny shorts and the little crop top and I'm gonna love live my best life in the sunshine right and I think well do I do I want them to go through that mm. or not but the overwhelming thing I think is like you say mm. if it makes you happy give it a go give every sport a go right, right. if you don't like any of them don't do any yeah. of them just do what makes you happy Right. And I also feel like in this day and age, like people are a lot more accepting. Like bodybuilding has grown so much. Yeah. So, so much. Um, and I feel like seeing someone with like a great shape or being lean or muscular, like it's a little bit more common. Yes. As well. So I'm sort of hoping like over the years that people kind of just relax yeah. and like don't you know I can't even find the word for it but just live in harmony yeah not make anyone not make anyone feel insecure yeah about absolutely anything to be fair mm. um and like long term for you mm -hmm. I imagine the answer will be yes but as you kind of love training even if you don't say you move away from the stage in years to come will you mm -hmm. continue that yeah it's definitely my love for training has always been first mm -hmm. and then I feel like the stage is a product of doing what I love so therefore it's a process of you train so hard for something, you go into a prep and the product is being able to stand on stage and show it. So even if I was to walk away from the stage, I would still train because I just, I love how it makes me feel mm -hmm. as well. You're going to be that OAP that's absolutely wild. Right, <laughs> right. You see me on BuzzFeed, 129-year-old Rhea, still deadlifting. Deadlifting <laughs> still 500. Still on stage. Yeah. Frame, yeah. Love that though. And to wrap up, I have a couple of questions that I ask everyone, um, mm -hmm. whether it was series one or two. So the first one is if you look over the entire span of your life, whether mm -hmm. that is you as a child or teenager or now, is there anything that you think, I wish I'd done that differently? 
mine would probably be I wish I wouldn't allow negative influences or negative opinions and comments to kind of stick with me mm-hmm. because it does affect my self-confidence even to this day at, t- at times mm. depending on sort of how I'm feeling and I feel like if I was a little bit stronger when I was younger to kind of just let it go over my head and mm. not really let them penetrate sort of my soul then I wouldn't feel like this now but I always say everything happens for a reason and if something changed back then would I be where I am today so yeah 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 no I think that's a a fair answer um and you are Mrs O (laughs) female bodybuilder deadlift conqueror um (laughs) man go away do your own thing you squat somewhere else I'm gonna take over (laughs) here but how would you like to be remembered? Oh, God, this is hard. I think for, I would, for me, I feel like I am still a re yeah. without bodybuilding, without training, yeah. without kind of all I really do, to be honest. but like I would want to be remembered for me and how I was um and that can be very very difficult with attaching your identity to something yeah because I had that with diving when I was diving and I took a I stepped away from it and I kind of had a lull of like what do I do now I was I felt like nothing because all I've known is sport so it's really hard to actually find your identity when you stand away from something but I would hope I'd like to be remembered for me as an individual I don't even know if that makes sense makes perfect sense I think um like just speaking on how I know you obviously I don't know Mm. you really really well Um, and we've kind of known each other in passing for a long time and Mm. all that ever comes to mind when I think of you is Mm. you're so like welcoming Mm. and kind and you always make people feel at ease and even coming on here today you were just you weren't like oh I'm not 100% but you've still been exactly who you always are you've smiled you've laughed you've kind of just been open and honest and I really really appreciate that um thank you and it's a really nice it's a really nice trait to have to be able to say Mm. well I make people feel at ease and I make them feel Mm. happy essentially yeah oh I would always I would never want anyone to feel awkward or like uneasy in my presence even though I'm a very awkward person as people close to me know I'm very socially awkward people like me are you okay I'm like yeah I'm good <laughs> kind of hey, I'm absolutely fine this isn't awkward at all <laughs> <laughs> but no um and I massively massively appreciate your time I know that um being so close to show 
it's everything is taxing um, and you're a very busy lady so I massively massively appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you for having me thank you so much and if anyone has been living under a rock and they don't know where to find you where can they find you <laughs> um on instagram at rear gpt and if anyone is looking for posing um with you so if you're looking for posing you can drop me a dm or you can contact me via email which is also on my instagram lovely well thank you so so much for joining me as i say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and i wish you all the best for your show coming up in three weeks thank you right. thank you very much thank you